Welcome to the Settlement Planning Tips for Personal Injury Attorneys podcast. This podcast helps personal injury attorneys and their staff members navigate the unique legal and financial issues that arise near the settlement of a personal injury case. And now, here's your host, attorney and certified financial planner professional, Greg Maxwell. Hello, it's Greg Maxwell with Amicus Settlement Planners. I wanted to just chat with you a little bit today as plaintiff attorneys about kind of the mechanics of how to set up a structured settlement annuity because it's a little bit different than just settling a case for cash. And there are a few things you need to know so that you can avoid some of the, the pitfalls and get yourself in a situation where it's too late to do a structured annuity. So if you're going to effectuate a structured settlement annuity on behalf of an injured client, uh, that needs to happen and be part of the settlement agreement with the defendant. So the first step is you would contact your structured settlement planner, okay? You call your settlement planner, come up with the right the right annuity design that your client wants. Once you've got that dialed in and you've found the right annuity company, the company that the client feels good about, then you need to make sure that there's language. Let's assume it's a minor or an incompetent, okay? So this, this case needs to be court approved. So then there's certain language that needs to be in the court approval documents. The annuity companies require that the court be aware of and approve of the structured settlement annuity. So that generally just means in your court approval documents, you need a couple of paragraphs that outline the annuity, the annuity company, so that it's clear to the court and clear to the annuity company eventually what the terms of the annuity are, what the payments are, and that kind of thing, okay? The next thing you need to know is that there is going to be some language that's going to be added to your release agreement with the defendant. There's about seven paragraphs that will be added to the settlement agreement or the release that outline the payments, the, the funding, the payees, how that's going to work, and, and things like that that's going to be in the settlement agreement. Then there's another document that's called the Qualified Assignment Document, okay? And this is a document that just formally memorializes the transfer of the obligation to make the future payments from the original defendant to now the annuity company. So that's a document that's signed by the defendant or the defendant's insurer as the assignor of those future payments, their liability for those future payments. And it's also signed by the annuity company as the assignee. So they are accepting the responsibility to make those future payments in exchange for a lump sum payment from the original defendant to the annuity company. So it's a little bit more um, complex than simply settling for cash. There's a little bit more to it. It's not hard and your, your settlement planner will provide you with all of that language, but it needs to happen at the time of settlement in order to get the tax-free nature of the annuities. So just know, if you've got a client, they wanna do an annuity, that's great. You've gotta get the quote, then you've gotta get a little bit of language from them in order to make sure that it all happens and is copacetic. So if you have any questions about that, please give me a call, I'll be happy to chat with you about it. Thanks for listening to the Settlement Planning Tips for Personal Injury Attorneys podcast. If you like this podcast, make sure to visit amicusplanners.com for more great content, including videos, PDF checklists, show notes, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and be sure to join us next week for more settlement planning tips.